we're here. We're here for the saddest number. 68, the number right before the happiest number. This is going to be a good episode, folks. I, I don't know. Just I, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Uh, I want to welcome you back to the Canadian Talk podcast. This is a show where we talk about stuff. Um, I want to start this show off with a little bit of energy. I have, want to thank... I, want, I just want to have a little bit of gratitude. Uh, I can't believe that I'm so lucky to be able to do this, you know, uh, right off the top. And, you know, there's guys out there, like, I played hockey for, I played hockey for 27 years, and then you hear a story like this Adam Johnson guy, who gets his, this is the first time this has ever happened, uh, it's, people have had their throat cut before in hockey, but it has never been a death like this. Uh, it's a hard video to watch, you know, I, I managed to be lucky enough that that's never happened to me. It's really sad to see, though, so, uh, my heart goes out to that family, anybody who knows that person, so. Adam Johnson, rest in peace. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's you know that's just of course. Whenever tragedies happen, they make you think of yourself, and that that really got me. So, um, yeah. So, but so when, you know, I had something on my top of my mind right off the bat. Oh, by the way, next episode, ex episode sixty nine, it's going to be huge. We got on uh, the king of kill Tony, basically, except for Tony. Uh, the, the new rising star Rick Diaz uh, uh, at his I believe his name is at sad Rick on Instagram uh, his, you spell his name R-I-C-K R-I-C and then Diaz is actually spelled D-I-E-Z or the E and the I might be the other way around but it's Diaz and Rick are both spelled funny which I guess is why he's a fucking funny guy so anyway he's coming on the show though he is hilarious uh, so I'm looking forward to that um, you should all be too. Hell yeah. I mean, this guy's a serious entertainer. By the way, this is what I want to tell you a little bit about a debate I've been having about the podcast podcasts in general, right? I, I'm always, I always try to, to be entertaining and like it's entertainment first. It's comedy first when it comes to dist the distribution of information. It's like, it's like if you were to be like, Hey, let's, let's move these logs from BC to Saskatchewan, but let's do it without wheels. That's what you're doing when you are trying to communicate without any type of entertainment factor to it. And, but it'd be amazing. You know, the, the wheel thing seems so obvious, but yet this fact that I am explaining is lost on so many smart people. Like basically every, like it is almost an unknown thing, I would say. <clears throat> so I thought that was an interesting topic of, of conversation because you know and if you have any comments on that you know the greater philosophy is on that feel free to drop it in the in one of the comment many comment sections on one of the many platforms all monitored by me currently because i am a lowly bum um i i really do think that you can't tell people information like without being entertaining. Like I probably shouldn't even have started the podcast by talking about some of that death, you know, but it is just such a current event right now, you know, going on. We're here. It's October. No, it's November 1st, uh, 2023. I, I was going to do, this is sort of the Halloween episode. Like this is, but it's November 1st and I didn't wear a costume or guess what? Okay. What? I'm a fisherman. 
How about that? Because uh, I wore a bucket hat. So, or or I'm, or I'm a fisherman, or I'm a unibomber, or I don't know who else wears bucket hats. Not good people usually. Usually, people who are up to nefarious things are wearing bucket hats. That's sort of what I like about them. That's uh, just a, the hat of nefariousness, you know. It's like don't trust that guy. He's got a fucking bucket hat on. He's he'll just take it off his head and start asking for money or. <laughs> Thank you to Great Western for being the best beer in Saskatchewan to charge this Saskatchewan podcast through the years. Yeah, we've been going for four years now, folks, this podcast. It's really amazing uh, the amount of things that we've covered and how much things have changed since we've been going. Uh, Really an awesome, awesome thing. Just more gratitude. Anyway, let's get into some topics here. Um, I saw a liquor store get robbed by a bunch of kids like on the line of luck by the way speaking of being lucky i have seen some crazy shit in this past week let me let me before i talk talk about the liquor store robbery that i have been right in front of my face uh let me tell the story about the killers of the flower moon it was hilarious it was interesting to say the least so killers of the flower moon that's the new martin scorsese movie um leo decap is in it and uh, it is a movie, so I wanted to go see it. It's I obviously I go see every movie, every big movie, every Martin Scorsese movie, of course. And um, I went and saw I went and seen this movie. So it was interesting. The one-liner joke that I pulled from going to see this movie, and it'll make sense potentially after I tell the story. But I went to a movie about people being removed from an area because of their of who they are, and then. I went to a movie about that, Killers of the Flower Moon. The Osage people—it's a—it's a native tribe getting removed from an area that they—that they are being told that, uh, like, you know, they're not—they're not being told anything. They're just being removed from an area that they have sort of rights to be in. While I'm at this movie about that, I see Native Americans getting removed from the movie theater, an area they have the right to be in. It was so so such cr- cr- like critical irony. I almost couldn't even like handle it it was ridiculous so but but anyway the, so this is what happened though this is what got them removed and i mean i'm not saying that they shouldn't have been removed you know um by the way the reason i'm holding up this fucking stupid mic is because my good arm mic its cord is wrecked so i got another one on the way from amazon another cord <clears throat> fucking pissed me off a little bit uh that it broke so easily like you know how you got the plugins and sometimes they'll just break right there right at the right at the edge of where this stupid god like can you please design that better please like god anyway i'm at this movie and we see so we see this group of native people come in uh, aboriginals whatever you want me to call them okay we just gave them two billion dollars at this point i think we can call them indians again they've been reparated so um I'm at this movie, having a good time. Can tell there's some other natives already at the movie, being a little rowdy. But a group comes in uh, about an older guy, probably 45. Uh, his wife, around the same age, and one younger gal. Wouldn't you wouldn't call her a kid, but she was like a teenager. And uh, I won't tell you about the other group that we watched get kicked out too. But let's just focus on this one because the, the situations are similar. The gender is just swapped. Uh, you know, so the old guy is walking up the stairs. I can tell he's 
little worse for wear. Like he's, so I'm like, oh, he must just be drunk or whatever. And uh, he stumbles. So, cause I'm at the seat in the very back and I would have been in the seat right beside him, but I switched my seat over to the back corner. Cause I don't know. I just like the back corner. And we, he is standing in front of us. We're in the back corner, all hidden. Uh, and he stumbles and just about falls and he grabs like the arm rail. And I'm like, oh, oh, here we go. And uh, he starts to, his two ladies walk down the aisle a little bit to their seats. And he starts to walk down the aisle. And I realize, oh shit, this guy's vision hasn't adjusted yet to like the lighting in here. He can't see a thing. And he's, he's obviously drunk or on drugs or something. He fucking catches his, doesn't even make it one step. Catches his leg on the first theater seat, rolls over top of it, head first, smacks his face on the top of the theater seat. And I just, I can't even, I don't even know if I can pro- properly describe how violent this fall was. Like, he fucking smashed himself, rolls over, lands on the floor, rolls down a, a, the flight of stairs. Like, full, full-on yard sales himself down the stairs at the cinema. And I'm like, oh god, he's not even going to be able to get back up. He lays there for probably a good 30, a little bit. He recuperates. He lays there. He... Uh, he finally sort of stumbles to his feet, you know, because he seems to be okay when he's got the arm rails. So he grabs the arm rail, he walks up the stairs, and just kind of slumps down into the first seat on the edge. So he made it to his seat. The two ladies come come over and sit closer to him, that are with him, and they're, and and I hear them kind of whispering. The, the lady's like, "Why? Why did you even come here?" Like I kind of felt bad for the lady, honestly. Um, but anyway, still kind of it's still kind of funny at this point because this guy is, we don't. He might be a nice guy at this point. He hasn't been disruptive and in, in, in any way but you know like you know me i'm standing behind him waiting for him hey is he gonna have a theater voice is he gonna have a theater voice is this man gonna have his wits about him enough to know to not talk at normal volume that is what it will t- tells you if he's on drugs totally pissed or like whether it's what ratio of drugs to alcohol to idiot is this guy the the, the trifecta the great trifecta of, of uh problems so he he you know his lady asks him like a quick question he starts talking loudly and i'm gonna i was gonna give him the benefit of the doubt for quite a while because i already thought this was kind of funny to 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 see the amount of drunk natives at this movie about portraying natives fucking 200 years ago as being elegant and whatever and having a setup of a society when even nowadays they don't have that uh, I thought that was very funny, just to put that plainly. Um, so I was going to kind of let it be to see what was going to go on. And before I got mad at this guy and was like, hey, can you can you shut up? Uh, but of course, you know, and this is the way she goes. Uh, a- another guy spoke up first, who was sort of sitting where I would have been sitting if I hadn't switched my seats. He It was just a middle-aged guy with his lady. He was a big, thick boy. Like this boy would have, obviously the guy was pissed out of his mind, but he was a small guy anyway. This guy would have would have just squished him into a pancake, and uh, but anyway, and then and, and the drunk native starts starts chirping with the white guy. The white guy is you can tell he's walking out. He he's not afraid of him at all. He walks his woman right beside this drunk native as as he was like sitting in his oh fuck you like the um walks right in front of him and he's just like he get, he points him right in the, points his finger right in his face just says shut the shut the fuck up. At least I'm not out in public so pissed I'm rolling down the stairs and. Uh, and like I, I, it was a good exchange. Good, the guy sh- w- toughed him up. Toughed him up. 
Uh, didn't have to do anything to him physically. I think the drunk guy couldn't even stand, so he wasn't going to be doing anything stupid, I don't think. Even though he was already being stupid, getting into fights with people, and anyway. So, the movie theater employee... Co- I still haven't said anything at this point. I'm just sitting behind enjoying the show. Because the movie has just started, but, you know, it's a four-hour... It's a three-hour and 26 movie, so, I mean, hunker down if you're going to try and watch this stupid thing. So... Um, movie theater employee comes in. Cue the big nosed Jewish movie theater blonde girl, about 23, c- comes walking up, marching up the stairs by herself to, to see what's going on. She comes and she says, Hey, you guys need to be quiet. Uh, we've had some complaints about your conduct. And, and then he's like, he's like, and then the, the woman's like, Okay, we'll be quiet. We'll be quiet. And then he's just like, No. Like he's just, that's what, pretty much all he said was no. And then, uh, oh man, you should have seen the size of the schnoz on this girl too. It was, it was a freaking, that it was a beak. I was like, I, I thought she might like kick, like kick this guy out just by smelling him. Like I had no idea what this, this girl, I think she could like smell your thoughts. Her nose was so big. Uh, but anyway, so after he says no to her, she goes, okay. Cause she was going to not kick this guy out. And after he goes, no. She goes, okay, you're going to have to come with me. I'm, I'm going to remove you guys from the from the cinema. And then they eventually listened to... It was amazing. They listened to her and and they walked out. And uh, we all got we got free movie passes. So I got uh, a complimentary movie thing. So I, so I can go to another movie for free or whatever. And uh, she apologized. And I was like, oh, you handled that so good. I, I complimented her for handling it good. Uh, and... I think I may have clapped too when the big guy was was chirping the native and I, I may have clapped my hands a few times. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely been known to clap at times when I'm excited. And uh, that's the story of the one group of drunk natives that got removed from Killers of the Flower Moon, which is a movie about natives and getting too, you know, drunk and not being able to handle themselves. <laughs> it's just so ironic. But anyway, so the movie. Let me give you a quick recap on the movie. But this isn't a fucking movie review show here, so I won't take too long. I, I thought... The reason I went to see it, because I was worried that they were going to start making some racist claims about white people or something like that. I wanted to just... I wanted to go sniff my nose around, because Martin Scorsese shouldn't be fucking around. And, you know, I've been seeing him online, like, doing TikTok dances with, like, his granddaughters and stuff. And he never used to do that kind of shit. So I'm like, this guy's starting a repair campaign... <coughs> on his reputation you know he's getting ahead of things this movie must be bad but the reality is is he did it smart I may have just sucked in the hair out of the microphone I that hair came out of my mouth oh sorry folks if that was noisy I might have to edit that rubbing of the mic out here uh, so I thought it was going to be bad like you know claims about all the whites are bad and they're all killing people and their societies aren't civilized and that kind of a thing and it was sort of like that, but not so bad. It was more so just an, and this is where Scorsese can get away with it because he's so smart. Because when, if you're going to just make a, and this is how a movie works, a movie is an anecdotal tale, okay? But he stuck, he didn't stick to any grand claims. He stuck to one story hey, this family, this Heil family, Ernest and his dad, William, they were murderers. They did this, that, and the other. So it was just a story of some serial killers at the end of the day. It wasn't necessarily, even though there was racial connotations, it wasn't necessarily the, you know, it wasn't fucking white men can't jump. 
Like, it wasn't so racist that it was just not fit. It shouldn't be a mainstream. Like, it was okay. He did a good job toting the line uh, of that. So I, I did enjoy that. And yeah, I mean, so basically it's just a story of these two guys. His dad controls him and he's a handsome, he's got a couple handsome sons and they marry native girls. And, and then essentially, you know, uh, because they have so much influence in the town, town of whites, Th it, there'll be rumors they can start rumors they will spread rumors oh these this is a drunk this native girl here is his wife of whoever Ernest it she's a drunk and then you know they would go take her out get her drunk and put bring her out into the forest and then kill her and then no and then nobody would investigate they would assume that she shot herself in the head or something like that suicide while she was drunk and it happened over and over again until it happened three times and then the final sister went to the president and was like hey they're killing us and then they came back and saved him but uh so the, the main, if, you, if we're going to talk about the main grand racial claims that they're talking about to do with the whites from this movie, I would have to say the, the most mean one that they're making is just, let me just check my levels here. Everything's good. Uh, I would say the meanest thing that they're claiming is that like all the other people in the town, they sort of knew about these two bad guys who were getting wives and murdering them in ways that they couldn't be caught and to get to get head rights or the the indians land that i would guess that they owned even though their culture says that that the land is for everyone yet i guess they get head rights it's like it's like you can't really get the best of both worlds but again this type of hypocrisy is exactly why we are where we are today anyway we just gave them two and a half billion dollars so just uh, anyway we'll just shut the fuck up on that uh so, that's that movie, Killers of the Flower Moon, saw a drunk native in a movie about drunk natives, and yeah, onto the fucking liquor store story. So, I go to the liquor store to get some, some fucking great western lager, their new, their new one, my favorite beer. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry, burp, burp mic here. And I pull up, I'm so, I just imagine me pulling up in front of the Sobeys, Sobeys liquor, or whatever liquor store, okay, sorry, uh, sorry, Sobeys. It's just a nameless liquor store. It may not have been a Sobeys. I can't remember. Uh, I pull up in front of this liquor store. It's got a big glass front. I see about 12 uh, young... Uh, they happen to be aboriginals as well. Uh, kids. Amazing. A shocking amount of girls. Like 10 girls and maybe two, two or three boys. Uh, and they are darting. They're probably aged 10 to 14, I would say, max. And they each have like maybe six bottles of vodka in their arms. They're la all of them are laughing and hollering and they're just they're, they start booking it out into a big parking lot large parking lot so yeah and uh you know went in there got my beer <laughs> i was i walk into the liquor store i was like did you guys really just get robbed and this the employer's like the employee's like yep i was like oh man and uh uh it was <laughs> It was just kind of a funny situation to walk into a place that was freshly robbed and just be like, hey, how are you guys doing? Was that just a pack of humans that looted you? And they're like, yep, oopsie, insurance claim, jeez. But it's scary, it's sad because these kids, if any of them are caught, right, they will likely not get held accountable just for what they stole. They will get held accountable for what everybody stole, which will be over a thousand. 
And if they, that means if they get convicted of theft over a thousand, they're going to be in juvie for the rest of their teens. It'll affect their whole life. They'll be charged once they turn 18 with theft, with with larceny. It's sad, sad if that's the right word, larceny. Anyway, speaking of crimes, uh, got a couple crimes that happened. I mean, Matthew Perry died. They don't know what did it yet. We'll tell you November 1st here. We don't know yet. He drowned in his in his jacuzzi tub, but we don't, we don't know if it, if it was any intoxicants or if he if it was something like that or if he just fell asleep, gulped in water, had a pulmonary you know, and edema or and and edema or whatever they're fucking called. Um. Anyway, Matthew Perry dead. Yeah, friends, the the heart of the America. And Derek Lewis, uh, the UFC fighter, got got uh arrested for dangerous driving he was apparently he was driving 140 in a fucking in a 50 zone miles per hour so that's like almost three times the speed limit in miles per hour that's pretty pretty wild kind of crazy but i mean that's sort of how you expect these ufc fighters to behave another interesting little fact about ufc lately if you're not if you don't watch out every minute of it like i do um and but this was in one of the main events so it's kind of it has been getting talked about I think it was like the third from the main. It was that fancy. Uh, th- oh man, there's actually two things I want to talk about to do with the UFC. But what what happened? There was this one this one stoppage that was crazy. This was in the prelims. A dude got kicked in the nuts, and they stopped the fight. And he lo- the guy who got kicked in the nuts lost the fight. That was I was outraged over that, and I I had fucking money on that one. The other one was in I believe the co-main or or the main of the third the third from the main and then the two fighters uh um oh there was an one of the dudes was kind of get, starting to get beat up and I wish I could remember their names let me just go to the list here one quick second Yes, Johnny Walker versus uh, Magomed Ankalaev. Ankalaev was uh, uh, let me just remind myself of what happened here so I don't get this wrong. Yes. Johnny Walker, Johnny Walker, I believe, oh no, Megomed Ankalaev was dominating the fight, okay, he would have won, and I had, I had a good amount of money, I had $200 on Ankalaev, and two rounds in, might have been, oh, first round, first round, two minutes in, uh, I'm telling you, Ankalaev is already dominating, he accidentally does an illegal strike that was, it hit pretty good. It hit him pretty good, but Johnny Walker didn't. But and but Johnny Wa- and Johnny Walker, his opponent, knew he was sort of getting beat, so he was like pretending that he was. Even though the video replay, like they were already probably going to stop the fight and give him the victory because of the illegal strike, but instead they didn't give him the victory. They called it a no contest, and uh, and so it's a tie basically and i think they're going to do a, a, a redo but really crazy man that that johnny walker got out of that one without a loss because he was getting crushed and just he he was playing games okay there's these games that you can play 
with at his weight class, at his size, in certain positions where you put your knee down and then the fighter can't hit you. So what happens is as soon as he senses that the fighter might throw a knee, he puts his knee down like that. So that if he throws that knee and Kalaev, boom, illegal strike, stoppage, he can catch his breath. It, it's just cheap shit. And, the, and even the announcers while we were watching were saying this. So everybody knows that Johnny Walker was playing bullshit games. That's why they didn't give him the win, in my opinion. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. That happened in the, in the last UFC. Uh, and yes, when that happens too, by the way, on a no contest, you get your money back. I did not fully understand this because I've had no contest before or, well, it's, I mean, on a no, on a draw, you, I believe you get your money back. And I did in, in these, because there was two different no contests in, on this card. But what a crazy card though. Uzman, Chemaev, fucking Makachev, Ankalaev. Alaskarov, Nurmagomedov. The the main card of, of, of the Russians are literally the top five Russian fighters in the world. My top favorite fighters. Fucking insane. Uh, that was such a fun card. But um, yeah, and then last the weekend after that, they didn't have any UFC, so that was kind of lame. Anyway, enough about sports. Let's get back to the list here. Let's get back to some abstract topics. Shouldn't we, eh? Yeah, but uh, that liquor store just got fucking heisted. And I was just like, hey, guys, I I didn't, I did, I'm not going to run over there with 14 kids, 12 kids, and just like grab one of them. I'm not going to do that. So you expected me to stop that? I'm not fucking, I mean, I, I just, I don't know. You know, until you're in the situation, you never really are sure how you're going to react. Like there's some situations where I know I would react and I would help. But when they just are, when they get dropped on you like that, and you, you really are in shock a little bit, because it was a group of people. So you don't just run up to a, like a, it really, it felt like what, what being invaded must have felt like back in the day. Imagine getting like your town in, invaded. Fuck, that'd be crazy. Oh, that would be fucking crazy, man. Jeez. You know what I was thinking about? This is an interesting thing I've been thinking about. That like, obviously... If, you're, if you've listened to any other episodes at length, you know I talk about this a lot, about basically employment being sort of like slavery now. You know. Um, which, I mean, please construct an argument to show me that it isn't. Because you have the right to leave? Because you get money? Neither of those things qualify. With the way the economy is now, and what $1 gets you now versus what $1 got you back in, 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 in North American slavery. By the way, we're talking about North American slavery here whites on blacks or whatever uh, because North American slavery still goes on like like crazy uh, uh, no, I'm sorry I guess the Americas I should be saying because it's the slavery that happens right now in the Americas is mostly in South America if you aren't aware of it now you are I know a person whose parents live in South America their parents have helpers that are unpaid they are slaves okay they're servants they're slaves it still exists today so anyway um to do with oh i was talking you know employment is like slavery it's it's fucking crazy though and that would sort of make like managers because what's crazy is that the the company owners they're always fucking clean their hands they're all white gloves looking all they're never around they're, that's not a real slave owner you know that's what it's almost like what tricks people the, the but if you had wanted to try to like characterize today who would be like what you would envision as like the nasty plantation owner in North American slavery for cotton or whatever. Really, it would be the managers. 
managers of stores or managers of situations with human beings that it involves employment, they really are fucking slave drivers, man. The worst people you've ever met are managers. Sorry to all the managers out there, but guess what? You are an asshole. You're an asshole. Congratulations on your money. I'm sure you can go home and have a nice bath in your nice tub, you know, but you're a fucking asshole, probably. Anyway, maybe not, maybe not, but probably. So that's that. Managers are slave owners, uh, or slave drivers anyway. That joke I'm going to save for the podcast with Rick Diaz, this next thing on my list here. It's just, it's this funny premise about how I, I wish, honestly, I wish, like, why don't I have four arms? It kind of pisses me off that, like, I don't have another little set of arms down here. Uh, especially because of, like, how often I need to adjust my groin area. Why isn't there a set of arms that's dedicated just to that so these arms can be free to do stuff and I can keep that thing happy? Like, you'd think, because with how important your reproductive organ is, you'd think there would be, it would have its own set of little, you know, little wiener arms, little T-Rex wiener arms. That That's what I want. That's uh, If I had a dream, if anybody asked me what a superpower, I'd probably pick that before I'd pick flying. Another set of arms. I think we are approaching 50 minutes too here, so we won't go too long. Uh, I've got a funny idea for a skit and a funny idea for a commercial. Everything's still working. Yeah, we're at about 40 minutes, so we've got an episode here. Oh, I just figured I wanted to do a Hall happy Halloween to everybody. Uh, and I just wanted to do an episode to release here on Halloween because it is a Wednesday. Which means I should actually fucking release some episodes. Uh, uh, I'll remind everybody that we have a Patreon now. Uh, I haven't, I, we have one up, two extra episodes up on there, but I haven't been doing any new ones because we currently don't have any patrons. We ha haven't had anybody sign up for the $5 a month Patreon yet. But uh, if you know, if you want to be the first, I'll happily send you a free uh, t-shirt or you know a bench or one of the carpentry things I make I don't know what, whatever you want if you're the first one on there I'll be emailing you and figuring out what you want and I'll send it to you so it, it, it makes the five dollar investment pretty good I just need to get some numbers on there and yeah like get it up to like 20 just like that it'd be nice to have 20 people I'm you know what I'm proud about is my my subscriber count on YouTube now I'm over a hundred and just this year I was I was at 30 30 something and so it's amazing. I've tripled in size on YouTube just this year. Uh, but most of it came from <laughs> a poker video and a Trump video that I posted on my channel. But whatever, <laughs> you know, <laughs> subscribers are subscribers, I guess. Um, yeah. So, you know, some crazy stuff has been going on in politics also. Actually, uh, what else we got here? Just these are some here we got we got like machine gun time because you know how I always do like some machine gun topics. I have a few set up here that things I just found in my because I haven't done a pod here for two weeks. So I've got lots of topics here that are crushing. I'm just basically practicing all these topics in front of you folks for for Rick Diaz tomorrow or on in two days time. Very, very excited. Thank you. If you Rick Diaz, if you're watching this right now, thank you for giving us your time here. We're going to have a fucking good time, dude. Uh, we're going to talk about how you've been doing on Kill Tony and stuff like that. I'm not going to give away all my topics yet. You're probably researching. You're a smart guy. Or you might be too busy. Anyway, sorry, I shouldn't be talking to an individual while doing a podcast to, theoretically, a lot of people. Uh, let's let's read a couple of these dad jokes. Let's see if there's any good ones. Uh... Oh, this one is a story. 
Uh, let me just... Bells are really obedient objects. They sound off only when they are told. <laughs> and they have told spelt as like a toll. T-O-L-L-E-D. Fine, but that's like a written joke. It doesn't work. I, I think that those, 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 like obviously those written jokes that where it's a dot, like a, a grammar joke. It doesn't work when you tell it. Okay, there's a story in here. I haven't read this. Let's see how it comes out. I used to work in a store that required customers to use an account number at checkout. When shoppers were ready, I would ask them for their number, enter it manually, and then ring them up. One day, a family who I had seen before entered, and the mom and kids wandered off to start shopping. Meanwhile, the dad approached me while I was serving customers, announced his account number to me, and then ran off to join the family without saying anything else. I thought that was weird, but I went on serving. And about 10 minutes later, the, the family stood in line for my register. When it came to the point where I should have asked for their account number, the dad grinned at me, and I realized what was going on. Fortunately, I have an unusually good memory for numbers, and without skipping a beat, I reeled off the account number he told me earlier. The children both gasped and their eyes grew wide, looking at their dad in awe. As I rang the shopping items in, I heard the dad say, See, I told you they were psychic. I told you they were psychic. So he's just tricking his kid into thinking somebody's psychic? I don't... I don't understand um, why he would want to convince his kids that grocery tellers are psychic. I must be missing something here. Stairs can't be trusted. They're always up to something. <laughs> okay, that's enough for today. Dad jokes and a, a random story that I don't really think was... Sorry to waste your time. We all just wasted our life there together. I don't know. How do you feel? If you like the pod... Just some general things. If you like the podcast, please, like I said, subscribe to YouTube. Go to YouTube, one of the videos, and subscribe to it. If You, you have to create an account, though. That's what's annoying because YouTube does verification, so... That's why it's harder to get subscribers on there than on all the other platforms. But it's the most, I mean, you are paid. So, yeah, anyway. Oh, what else? Oh, yeah, the machine gun topics. Uh, Trudeau did a speech where he called Earth Turtle Island. I was like, okay, enough with this guy. Oh, it's kind of interesting. There, Some of us provinces over here, Saskatchewan, Alberta, I think already did it. We are just repealing. I don't know what word you'd use. We are just not going to be paying the carbon tax anymore, I guess. Like for my houses, I haven't gotten a utility bill for longer than what I would expect. And I think it has to do with this dispute over the, the stuff. So, yeah, Scott Moe, I believe, our prime minister, I think he's saying that, that we are not going to be paying the carbon tax anymore. So uh, that's happening. Yeah, Trudeau's really, it's going getting crazy. we got elections swirling. Trump is, they say that Trump is at a historic, like, that has more of a lead in the, the, the early polls than anybody who's ever ran. I don't know, you know, it's interesting. Um, shit, I tell you, though, we need a conservative government in Canada quite bad. If I could give, that's my opinion. Uh, we've been liberal government now for at least almost 10 years. And it, so that's an obvious reason why we need a conservative government. But just in terms of what's going on, uh, I mean, it's not, it's all good though. You know, we got, I love, I'm loving all the immigration. It's sending our house prices off the charts. It's, it's amazing. It's awesome. It's an amazing, successful country. So I have no issue whether it's liber liberal or conservative, but there are various things like 
the way COVID was handled and, 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 and on and on and on where I can go on where we need enough with the, I think it, we need some conservatives. So anyway, uh, what do we got here? I was watching Kill Tony, uh, uh, which I watch all the time, along with many other podcasts. Uh, it is a comedy show. Uh, I've also been getting into the Adam Friedland show a lot. Very funny. So check that out. Adam Friedland. And I, on Kill Tony, there was a, another a freaking... Uh, it was funny. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I found it funny. But like a girl, a white girl, maybe 20. She goes up on Kill Tony, drops an, an N-bomb on stage. It just, it shocked me. And this isn't to make a statement about the show. It's not because the show gets these people up there. Uh, it's not their fault that a person says something wild like that. They don't condone it. You know, after she did it, they were like, hey, you're crazy, you know, get off the stage. They didn't push her off the stage, but they were they wanted to figure out what's going on with this crazy chick. And that's and they sure did that. So episode 630. Uh, so if you go watch that episode, check it out. You're going to see, you're going to see a funny white chick on. That's a good episode to watch. Um... Also, I guess I wanted to promote, while I can, I, I've said that Rick is coming on the pod. He is going to be, there's an arena show. I think it's sold out, but you'll be able to watch it probably on some sort of a live stream. It's, it's going to be the biggest Kill Tony ever, uh, where they are having a, a show off. This is the crazy part about how he's coming on the show. The, one of the main regulars who's been a regular for years with Kill Tony, uh, Hans Kim, is going to be having a face-off against Rick Diaz to see whose minute is better. And they're going to judge it. And then whoever wins, the loser is going to be not allowed on Kill Tony anymore. It's probably, you know, it's just a, sell, a sales gimmick. Wait, I shouldn't say that. It's not a sales gimmick. It's real. But it's going to be very interesting. And this show is happening on, I believe, December 30th and 31st. Or maybe just December 31st. So go get your tickets if it's not sold out. Or maybe watch, uh, follow them, follow Kill Tony and stuff. And watch their social medias for probably a link to a live stream to the show It'll cost still 20, 25 bucks to watch it. Uh, but, you know, I'll bet you you'll be able to watch it on New Year's Eve. So, yeah, there's that. Adesanya got a DUI and then he lost to fucking that white dude. Uh, Strickland. More UFC shit. Crazy. But uh, I, I made money on it. I bet, like, I think it was like $50 on Strickland. But it was like a six to one bet. So I made like $300, $400 on it. It was sweet. Uh, Bedard has four goals now in the NHL, but he, he got his first shootout and man, he botched it pretty bad. He fucked up and then he tried to bring it back through his legs and finish, which would have been an illegal move on a shootout anyway. Um, at the speed, at, at how he was doing it, the puck would have been backwards motion after he lost control. It wouldn't have counted even if his little through the legs move would have worked, but he fell right on his butt as he was trying it. But he's doing pretty good in the NHL. Uh, funny little thing in Canada. So uh, that that Nazi salute happened, which of course I talked about last episode. Fucking next day, Pierre, and it's like, oh, that's good for the conservatives. Here we go, Pierre. And then the next day, Pierre accidentally in the House of Commons says the N word, like the N word. I was like, what the fuck, man? And it wasn't even in a situation where he uh, was where it was like a really easy word where he could accidentally mess it up, like he was saying like Niger, like the place or whatever. He was saying some Indian dude's name and just full on, like you go watch the clip of it. If you haven't seen it, it's pretty, he enunciates it in a way that's like, what? Whoa. So anyway, I, Pierre's, Pierre's my boy. He did pretty good with that apple video with that dude in that apple orchard asking him those stupid questions. Uh, 
really, really annoying. I, I know dudes, liberal dudes like that who talk like that, where they're like, uh, I'm not going to give you a full recount of what I hate so much about this liberal interviewer, okay? Because we're at almost an, an, an episode here anyway. I don't want to end. Maybe I'll end with some outrage. But uh, yeah, that was a funny thing. Just just a funny thing how the liberals give us some fucking chances and then we just ruin it. The conservatives just ruin it. But anyway, that interview in the Apple Orchard. Yeah, why I hate that dude who was interviewing. When you go watch the clip. Now, this is before, or if this is before you go and then go watch it. Why I hate dudes who talk like him. Uh, like for, and I'll give you an example. So like the way he's talking, right? He'll go, so uh, Pierre, uh, you've been, you've been, you know, we know you, you, pu- you push a populist agenda. And, uh, and Pierre goes, what does that mean? And he essentially, and then he'll, he keeps talking. He doesn't even answer Pierre. He doesn't give Pierre any mind. He keeps talking slowly and he, 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 he pauses and he goes, and actually, actually that's the first question. He does respond to that first question, but as he goes on, Pierre asks him more questions. He just does not respond to that's, that's not a way a conversation works, Mr. Interviewer. But, um, his response to what is that a, a populist uh, leader or whatever and it's his response was you know playing into people's emotions i would guess that's the way bro what do you mean you would guess you are talking to pr- probably the, the future prime minister like don't guess if you just accused him of using populist methods of, of persuasion of the public or whatever how about define it and then give him an example of why that he's doing that. You can't just leverage claims as you're asking him nonchalant questions. I shouldn't say leverage claims. Leverage uh, critiques and, and, and almost calling names while you're asking the dude questions. You can't do that. And anyway, Pierre goes on to slaughter him pretty good. But uh, that slow way of talking where it's just slow and 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 what would happen right is because pierre would interject as he was asking him this loaded line of questions and every time pierre interjected not only would he not answer pierre's question he would circle back and re-say the claim that upset pierre like like saying that he's pulling a, a card from trump's book or saying that he's a populist leader he would literally after after pierre would go What's the page? What do you mean I'm pulling a page from Donald Trump? What the, what's the page? And he would literally not answer him, circle back and say, so yes, um, so so basically, you know, if people want your to vote for you, given that you are taking a page from Donald Trump, repeating, like essentially just being an absolute dickhead, repeating things. Like this guy clearly has detailed training in, in how to uh, uh, rile, rile somebody up in a conversation because there is obvious ways to do it and circling back like that is one of them repetition stuff like that anyway that check out that interview as well and for now that's uh what we'll leave it at that's what we got on the list and uh let me think if anything pops into my mind here right off the hop i don't know let's uh yeah let's let's call that an episode i was thinking about throwing on the tiktok and doing a little tiktok live here while we do a little more of the pod but i think that was a pretty pretty good pod pretty good hour of of high energy chat so with that i'm gonna leave you guys uh this is canadian talk i thank you all for listening we thank great western we thank the country of canada because we love canada that's the idea okay one of the main principles of this show aside from hey entertainment first and then just tell people some interesting stuff also is 
we are we are we are nationalists. We, uh, me, but if you're a fan of the show and you are not a nationalist, if you believe that your country is bad, if you believe that government and society needs to be changed in some grand way, if you don't believe in your country, if you don't love your country uh, at its core, the idea of us being together and working together, I do not want you watching this show. Get lost. So, anyway, with that being said, uh, thank you for watching another episode of the podcast. Let me chug this beer. That's episode 68 of Canadian Talk. Oh. Thanks for listening, and any questions or concerns for the show, as well as voice recordings and voice messages that you'd like us to listen to, or advertisement inquiries, please forward those along to CanadianTalkWithStefan at gmail.com. Thanks. We also have a website, stephanjackson.ca, where you can find a back catalog of all our episodes, and we're also on YouTube, where you can find the video versions. <laughs>